0: Hey guys, it is Kelly and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. And right now I am sitting on a TikTok live. I don't get the new live features that they have. (laughs) There's a lot of different things. Like it says there's one person in here, but there's also two little icons. Nobody's even talking. So I'm trying to get used to being able to go live on TikTok again. So things have been eventful today in the news and I kind of wanted to talk about a few things about it. So with day two of Ghislaine Maxwell's trial, there has been some I don't know if you want to say it's explosive stuff, but there's been the names that people have been craving. But what I'm seeing on social media, Twitter, and yeah, pretty much just Twitter, some people are kind of in denial about the testimony. And this was... It was something I didn't really talk about in other episodes, but it definitely was... It was something that I knew was going to happen, and I kind of wanted to wait and see. I kind of hoped that it wasn't, but this is another reason why it's difficult when we, as survivors, go through these absolutely horrific things, and people want names because it's like they want them, but they want them to be names that they want to hear. And they don't want them to be names that they don't want to hear. So there was a couple of senators that were named today, Mitchell and Glenn. Um, Glenn, I believe, was a former astronaut and a senator in Ohio. Mitchell was... A senator from Maine and actually was the Senate majority for a few years in the late 80s. I think it was early 90s. Um, and there was a couple of people that said they could not believe that Glenn was on the flight list. This was sworn testimony by the pilot, one of the pilots of the Lolita Express. And he was under oath so it's like how much more do you want for truth in what you believe and what you don't believe because i mean someone's not gonna lie under oath and obviously they named former president bill clinton and former president donald trump as well as prince andrew which we all knew that they were on there it's been said many times And I think it was Chris Tucker and Kevin Spacey. There was some violinist, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. And obviously other rumors, multiple rumors of other people. But see, the thing is, is like people still don't want to believe that Donald Trump might have been involved in all of this. But if people are testifying now under oath that he is, we kind of have to sit down and take a step back and think it might be possible. I've said before in multiple episodes that it could be anybody. Literally anyone you walk by during the day could potentially be a sex trafficker and could potentially be a buyer and could potentially be a victim. I mean... When I shared my story about the mall in one of my first episodes here on my podcast, I walked through that mall. I was holding my father's hand sometimes. Other times it was the babysitter. How many people just walked past us and either noticed something and didn't really pay attention or do anything about it or some people that just didn't notice And they had absolutely no idea that they just walked past a sex trafficker holding the hands of a sex trafficking victim. This is the kind of stuff that I've been trying to brace people for in just a whole bunch of different ways. And this is why I said that I didn't think that this case should be aired on live tv the same way other cases are because it's just it's causing more division i think a lot of people thought it was going to be just this explosive case where they were going to list off like every senator that they can't stand or you know football players that they hate but the thing is and the reality of sex trafficking is when you talk about the Quote unquote elite and Hollywood and all of that. It's the people that you value and the people that you love. And I mean, I don't want to say worship, but those are the ones that are going to be the names or could be the names. And it could be people that you voted for. I mean, it literally could be anybody. So there was kind of. I don't know how to explain it, but the one person that I interacted with that did not want to believe that Senator Glenn was involved, she was just completely detached from reality. I mean, she couldn't even acknowledge that I was a real person talking to her. In fact, she said I was a bot and she wasn't interested in what I was thinking or anything like that, which why would you talk to a bot And I mean, there's a link tree in my Twitter and I have videos and posts and things, you know, I'm not a bot on Twitter, but it's like, that's how detached from reality people get when it comes to this. They'll latch on to the false reality of Wayfair because it's safer and it's safer to think about. And I've talked about this before. It separates you from sex trafficking because all you have to do is not shop on Wayfair and part of your problem is solved. So if you're not shopping on Wayfair, then you can feel like you're playing a part in ending sex trafficking. But see, it's not reality. It's just a fantasy. It's a conspiracy theory. It's a made-up story. And it's just so you can separate reality and your life from actual sex trafficking so your mind can grasp it and trust me of all people i totally understand wanting to separate yourself from reality i just today took a nap which was to be honest a lot longer than i wanted it to be and i i had a very terrible nightmare and To be honest, I don't want to admit that what happened in this nightmare is true. But see, the thing is, everything about this is true. My mind knows it, my body knows it, my whole being knows that what happened is true. Now, do I remember every single thing that happened? No, I don't. I still have a lot of repressed memories, not just with this one, but with a lot. So I don't want it to be true because of who it was about and the person that was kind of in charge of everything. It's like I had no idea what their involvement was until recently. And to be quite honest, I'm still not ready to talk about it. But I mean, just to kind of give an example about the dream, I'll give a little bit of details I was at another party, and people were there to purchase me, and I told the man that brought me there that I didn't want to be there, and I wanted people to leave, and I don't know what house it was, but it just smells so familiar, like how houses have a very familiar smell and feel to it, so... I just, I can't figure out what it is. I know exactly where it was though. But um, I just, I kept telling this person that I didn't want to be there. I wanted everyone to leave and everyone had left, but they were still standing outside and hanging out. It was, I think daytime, close to sunset. So I look out the window and I see the people and then I get grabbed from behind by somebody. And I'm screaming for this man and begging him to save me. And he's supposed to save me. He's supposed to protect me, but he doesn't. And then that's when I woke up in a full-fledged panic attack. Like, literally couldn't breathe, hyperventilating, drenched in sweat, like, just so shaken up and, like, physically shaking. And it was just crazy because it's like it was real and I know that it was real and I had this memory before it just didn't make a lot of sense because there was a lot of details left out so I sat and I thought and I kind of did some grounding and other techniques that were taught to me by my therapist on repressed memories and I was able to unlock more and then I got the thousand questions that I always get. And it was, why did he do this? You know, oh my God, this, 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 and this. It's just like, it's like a floodgate sometimes. Like I get just a tiny piece of the memory and then other ones come from it and I start questioning things and then other things start clicking. So it's like, okay, so I remember that I took the date rape drug but I was told that they took it too and that we were all taking it together, which it was GHB, not Rufi. And I was always more intoxicated than they were. And I always blacked out, but they never seemed to. So then I also started to kind of expand on that and think, Well, how many times did I actually, quote-unquote, willingly take it? Because I don't think I actually did. I think it was just, hey, we're all doing this. So I thought, okay, let's give it a shot. And this is just the new thing that all the kids are doing kind of thing. But looking back now, I was the only one that was getting as intoxicated As I was. Nobody else was. Nobody else was blacking out. Nobody else was stumbling or anything like that. And even my memories of what happened after I had taken it were very limited. And I think it was maybe an hour tops after I had taken it that I'm able to remember each and every time. So, There's something there, and I'm not quite sure what it is, but I have to work on it, and I definitely, definitely intend to. But that's just a part of kind of what I meant when I said, you know, people, they don't want to believe the truth because sometimes the truth is just too hard. And I think they use that cognitive dissonance or whatever word I'm not sure if that's a real word or just one that comes up with conspiracy theories. Honestly, I hate big words. They used to make fun of me because I couldn't pronounce a lot of things. I had an overbite as a kid, so I never really did the whole, um, you know, big word thing. But it's just where it's kind of hard to admit that reality is reality. And this is what's going to start happening, especially when there are names that are being listed. So this is one of the main reasons why I don't list names of clients and why I strongly believe that there should not be as much media coverage of this trial as there is. Now, the very first question I believe that was asked to Jane Doe was why she waited so long to report and why when she was younger that she never she never mentioned Maxwell I guess she only mentioned Epstein and this is the other thing that I was talking about when we testify and we're on the stand The defense attorneys, they will use absolutely everything and anything they can to discredit us. And each and every time that I have testified in criminal and civil trials, they used things against me. And like I swear, in some of the cases, they were purposely trying to get me upset and get me shaken up. If you've listened to my custody episodes... I talk about how he kept on accusing me of making false allegations against my ex-husband. So he would say, did you or did you not falsely accuse my client of domestic violence or abuse or whatever? And I would say no. And then he would ask if I called the police on him and made a police report, which I would, of course... Answer, yes. And then he would say, but I thought you said that you didn't falsely accuse him. It was like he was trying to trip me up that I wouldn't pick up on the fact that he wanted to try to trick me into admitting without knowing that I was admitting that I falsely accused him. So it's like, you kind of have to be pretty strong-minded with the little mind tricks that they play. And it's difficult. But... In the criminal cases, they always ask the same thing. Like, why didn't you leave? You're an adult. Why didn't you leave? Why did you stay? Why did you go there in the first place? And it is victim shaming. And it sucks. (laughs) It's horrible to sit up there and hear the absolute horrible, terrifying things that they say. Because it's like, I had one... That went after me so bad that, I mean, I broke down into tears on the stand and, I mean, we needed to go into a recess because it was just constantly asking me questions that no person would ever ask a victim of a sexual assault crime or sex trafficking or domestic abuse these kinds of questions. So this is the reality of what we're going to be witnessing as they are questioning these witnesses. And you saw a little bit of that today, if you have read any of the reports. And it's only going to get worse because they want Maxwell to be the victim. They want the victims to be liars. And they want to trick the victims into proving that She's the victim, and Epstein was the bad guy. Because, of course, he's no longer with us, so... He can't come on the stand, and he can't confirm or deny anything. So, these are the kind of issues that are coming up, but... So, tomorrow, they're gonna finish the cross-examination of the first witness, and... Then we've got three more to go, and... The details that came out today were pretty graphic and gruesome, and I expect the same to come from the other ones. So, you kind of have to prepare yourself to go and read the details and read the testimony that is being reported. Keep in mind, these are victims of some pretty severe trauma and have gone through the ringer. I mean, anyone that knows me and has been listening for quite some time knows how difficult things are for me. I can't even imagine what these women are going through. So let's try to keep them all in our prayers and try to keep in mind that they are people. They're not just figments of our imagination or hypothetical stories that we're reading on Twitter or hearing about on TikTok. They're real people just like you, just like me, and they deserve privacy. If they want it, they deserve whatever and they need support. So I had a friend say that she wanted me to kind of talk about how we can kind of create this safety net and this support system that I keep talking about. So I think it'd be a good time to talk about it. I don't know how to answer that for everybody because everybody is different. For me, the biggest thing is sometimes I don't wanna talk about it. I wanna be distracted and that is huge and that happens more often than not that I just need a distraction, which I don't always get. But, you know, I do sometimes. And I have some friends that I can just, you know, shoot the shit with and talk about anything. But also, there's times where I want to talk about it, and I want to vent, and I want to just go on and on and on, and a lot of times overshare. So if you have a close friend that is in your circle and is a survivor, take cues from them because they'll be able to tell you what they want, what they need. And sometimes it might not be, hey, I need a shoulder to listen to or lean on or whatever the phrase is. Um, But sometimes it'll be indirect. It's like I say to my husband when I complain about something... You know, like, God, every time I go into the dishwasher to grab a dish, they're all dirty. You know, that could be a clue like, hey, do you think you could load the dishwasher? Um, You know, just for an example. Um, So that's what you can do for your friends is take their cues. Try to figure out what they're saying that they're not saying, you know, as for the people that are witnesses in the trial right now or if i were to actually go and testify the biggest thing is is to spread awareness but spread the truth don't spread lies don't spread conspiracy theories don't add all this noise and chaos to something that's already noisy and chaotic because it makes it harder. So it's like when I was trying to distract myself in the days leading up to this trial last week, every single time that I opened up TikTok to scroll through the For You page or Twitter, Instagram, and even Facebook, it was filled with conspiracy theories and false truths, half-truths, And it just made things worse. And I get that everybody wants to believe certain things. And I guess that they want to latch on to the things that they want to latch on to. But it doesn't really help the people that are the most important. And that is the victims and the survivors and the ones that lost their lives that never got the chance to tell their story. So, there was one meme thing that went around that I saw, and I'm not going to say who shared it, but it was pretty inappropriate for this account to share it, in my opinion anyways. Again, my opinion. But they said that the media wasn't covering this case, not because of the details, but because of who. The case was about. So basically implying that it wasn't going to get covered, not because it was about children being sold to be raped and tortured and a lot of sexual assaults and sexual abuse and things like that. But it wasn't going to get covered because of who it was about, who were the names, who was doing it, you know, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Kevin Spacey, Chris Tucker, the names that were named today by the pilot. That's why the news was not going to cover this. But the reality is the news is covering it. That is the only way that you can get information right now because it's not being televised. The news is writing articles about it. So this meme doesn't make sense because... It's not being televised live because they don't do that for federal cases. The judge said that they weren't going to allow it because it was too sensationalized. And I can't remember his exact words, but you in order to hear this, you have to go in person and you sit in a courtroom and hear it or it's on a TV screen. I can't really remember, but the media is not allowed to record because of the sensitivity and because they want to protect the victims that are testifying. And only one out of four is going by their name. The others are doing Jane Doe's. They don't want people to know that it's them. And even Jane Doe One said today that she doesn't want her identity to be known because there still, to this day, is victim shaming. And I've experienced that, I'm sure everyone has, that has gone through anything traumatic and is a victim of any crime. Victim shaming happens all the time. And a lot of times, it's done by the defense attorneys to try to get their client out of whatever they're charged with. And it happens on the stand. And... That right there tells you that she does not want her story told by anyone but her. She doesn't want the news reporting it with her name attached to it. She doesn't want her face attached. If she did, she would do all of that. And maybe she will in the future. So how do we support her? We respect her decision. We don't make up some crazy theory that it's because of who she was being sold to that nobody's talking about it because it is being talked about and that's not why it's because she has chosen to stay anonymous which is her right she has a right to privacy just like we all do so as for the safety net and the support system that i think is one of the biggest things do not add chaos and noise to a very noisy and chaotic world which sex trafficking definitely is Now, I am a firm believer that everybody has choices, and I always say that you can listen to my story, but it's your choice if you want to believe it or not. I don't need validation from complete strangers on the internet. I don't need anything. I know what my truth is. So if you want to believe it, you believe it. If you don't, that is your choice. I'm not going to sit here and force you to. So... This believes survivors things, like, I get it. But just remember, you get to choose what you believe. You get to choose which side you want to be on. But know that this is is a make-or-break case. This could potentially change sex trafficking awareness, change how cases are handled, change if victims come forward or not. Because... Some are sitting and waiting to see how the victims of this case that testified are treated and what they go through to determine if they're going to come forward or not. So, don't make noise. That's just the best thing that I can uh, advise, I guess. Give advice, whatever. So, (sighs) there was one last thing that I wanted to touch. I did make a couple TikToks about it and... I guess there is a bunch of creators over there that are claiming that they are trying to bring down a child pornography ring. So while I commend people that want to do that and want to protect children, there is a little bit of internet safety tips that I wanted to discuss. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody, including the person that came at me and then blocked me before I got a chance to really respond, but there is certain ways that you can go about it. Number one, you do not ever approach a victim. Never, not in public, not online, ever, especially if it's a child. I understand that there's good intentions behind it, but you don't approach a child, not even to get their parents' information. That is the job of the police or the federal agents that are taking the case. You don't screen record it because then you're in possession of a crime, maybe a crime somebody else committed, but you still have the same thing. Um, And definitely don't sit here and try to advertise the account. Um, I know there's a lot of good intention and people want to throw up the green screen with the account and say, hey, parents, watch out for this account. Make sure your kids aren't following them, which is great. And I mean, trying to warn other parents. But the problem is there are pedophiles and sex traffickers and predators on TikTok that are scrolling through looking for certain hashtags and videos just like that so they can network because trust me they love to network they don't want to have to go out and go do crazy things in order to find buyers or other people that they can get child pornography from i mean the networking in secret is really the best way they've been doing it for a very long time and it has always worked so When you make a video, yes, you have good intention, you're trying to warn others, and you do. The problem is, is other people that you don't want to see it, see it. So the best thing is, is to report it to the authorities. Missing and exploited children obviously deal with missing children and children that are being exploited. If it is like grooming and other things like that, that's going to be a cyber crime with the FBI. So I have both links in my link tray for one for missing and exploited children, and the other for the FBI tip line. And you're going to want to go to the cyber crimes. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's right there when you open up the page, and just copy and link the profile and put that in there, write a description, say I was in this live or I saw this or however you found out about it. You can put your contact info. You can also opt out so it can be an anonymous report and then let the authorities handle it. I can tell you that I had, and I think I spoke out about this before, I had someone reach out to me on Instagram about someone that was targeting and grooming them on Instagram through private message. And the detective was able to get the IP address of the person and the account that was messaging them. They were able to get in touch with the child and the child's parents and all of that. So it's not necessary for anyone to do that kind of thing because that's, again, the job of the authorities they are going to do that they have access to a lot more than you can think of so if you see things try to fight the urge to share it because sometimes that's exactly what they want and i am not accusing anybody that has done this that i've seen or talked to of doing this but there has been cases where child predators made up a fake account that was theirs and then they said that that fake account was going after their children and they were basically advertising themselves but everybody kept sharing this video because they thought that this person was you know a good guy And was warning everybody of this monster that was going after children when in fact he was a monster. So it's very difficult to determine who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. So internet safety, tell your kids, come forward to you. Don't have them be more afraid to tell you that they're being targeted than them actually being targeted. Make sure that you keep the open dialect and report the accounts. Report them to the social media platform as many times as you can. It eventually will get picked up and also report to Missing and Exploited or the FBI tip line, whichever kind of report you're trying to make. This is the safest way for children on social media. They're everywhere. They make accounts, even if they're too young to have an account, and what we have to do as adults is make sure that we are handling these cases in the safest way possible. So don't spread the lies and conspiracy theories. Don't share the accounts for all the world to see of the predators because then other predators can find them. Don't play hero Let the authorities take care of it. Because I can tell you right now, if a single person had called the police or done anything my entire life while I was being trafficked, they would have been a hero to me. The heroes in the case with my ex-husband were my neighbors that were across the street that called the police that last fight, that last night, and got them out to my house when I had no way to call. They were my heroes, They didn't come over and try to stop the fight. I don't even know if they knew it was happening, but they didn't get involved until I asked them to. And I've also had times where neighbors would call the police when they would hear abuse happening or hear fighting, and they were my heroes too because I needed help and I couldn't get to ask for help. So this hero complex, it's not just Being the one to actually have the account taken down because I can tell you when one gets taken down, six more will come up in its place. If you sit and you bring too much attention to them and people start commenting, they're gonna private their account, they're gonna delete it, they're gonna get another one, and then the authorities don't have a link for you to do anything, so you don't want them knowing that they're on anybody's radar. That's the biggest safety thing that we can do. And I know what that sounds like, but it actually is the truth and it is the safest way. So please read the links, memorize the human trafficking hotline, missing and exploiting's phone number, the FBI tip line, all of that stuff, all that information, if you can store it, In your phone, then you have it at all times. So if you ever run into one of these accounts on any of the social media platforms, which they're on all of them, then you're going to be able to save someone. And you never know when you save someone. You never know if you just get a weird feeling and make a report, what could potentially happen from it. So I just wanted to address that because it's just it breaks my heart to see that people continue to do things. And when someone that's a little bit more educated comes along and says, this is why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, they would rather attack them than take a step back and admit that they could potentially have been handling it the wrong way. And as for all these big time creators, a lot of which I was friends with with my old accounts, they didn't really know about my story. They had no idea that I'm a sex trafficking survivor because they never came to my account. Any interaction we had was always on theirs. I think one person ever came into my lives and ever commented on any of my posts, and he's a pretty awesome guy. Boomer Justin, I'm sure a lot of people know him. He's amazing, even though he still owes me some autographed pictures that I may or may not have spent over $50 in TikTok live gifts for. But that's neither here nor there. But that's the thing is, if this person that argued with me does not know that I'm a sex trafficking survivor, but we were friends for a while and talked a lot So, I don't want to say listen to survivors, but if they're offering advice, maybe take a step back, look at it, and think, okay, maybe this person knows what they're talking about, so let's kind of try to figure it out together. That's all I was trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do now. So, let's create a safe space for kids so they can enjoy social media like we used to enjoy Going outside. I mean, I'd rather kids enjoy being outside than social media, but let's be honest social media wins every time because you get to have friends from all over the world and I get to have a best friend and a beautiful goddaughter in The country that I've always dreamed of living in so I am packing my bags right now I swear I'm gonna get there someday Anyways, thanks, guys, for listening to me rattle on. Anybody that actually popped in on the live while I was recording this, thanks for listening. The thing still says zero, but God, who knows how many people are in here. There's all these different buttons that I don't even understand. I had some kids that were my daughter's age in last night that were trying to teach me, but... And turned me into a BTS fan, which I gotta say, not bad. Um... But anyways, I hope y'all have a great night. I may or may not make another episode tomorrow about day three of the trial, but please keep the victims and survivors in your prayers because it's not just the victims of Maxwell and Epstein that are barely breathing right now. It's all of us. This is a lot more huge for us than you could even imagine. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and I will talk with you soon.